Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. What's up, everybody? This is Kristen, your host. Welcome to Sex, Love, What Else Matters? And with me today, Peryush, is my trusty co-host. Hi, Luke. Hi, Kristen. So good to be here, as always. And by here, he means we are coming to you from Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs on the outskirts of the Valley High Golf Course. (laughs) If you've ever been here, it is a lovely city course. Um, Yeah, give it a try. So I just want to like talk about something really fast before we get into all of our topics for today. Luke texted me an article. It was a Cosmo article, I think, right? Yep. Yep. About the new TikTok trend, or at least to me, it's new, called vabbing. Yeah, that was, uh, I thought, quite interesting. I've, I've always been interested in the pheromones of it, but vabbing... Well, let's explain what vabbing is, right. because I had no idea. And when I first read it, even though there is a double B, for some reason I read like vaping, like vaping. Like what the flip is vabbing? Yeah. So it's anyone that doesn't know, it's using vaginal juices basically as a cologne or perfume. You're putting it on your neck or armpits and basically hoping that those pheromones attract or arouse a desired partner. Vaginal dabbing, vabbing. Yeah. Not to be confused with weed dabbing. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually where my brain went first. I can't think of something, anything more disgusting than vagina juices. It just seems, it seems so like bacteria and yeast and like the whole point is like think about it when I like hook up with someone or when I masturbate like the very first thing that I do is wash my hands right after always and when I'm using toys yeah like you you just want to stay clean all the time so the thought of like sticking my fingers down there and then rubbing it on my neck or my wrists or whatever. It just seems fucking gross. And also, I mean, why would you want to smell that? I I remember reading an article a little bit ago because it was like a TikTok trend. And maybe a couple of weeks ago before you sent me this particular article. And it said something along the lines of like, it was becoming sort of famous to do at a gym in order to attract a partner. But I'm like, pretty sure they're just smelling your sweat. Yeah, at a gym, you're smelling each other's sweat regardless. That gets into an article I read years ago, I wish I could cite it, but just on the differences in receptors for different people that some people may even be more compatible if you can't not smell the other person's body odor. To some people, my body odor might be super offensive and to some people they might not smell anything. Yeah. I don't, I think I've smelled you have BO like once or twice, like when you were super sweaty, just because you have body hair, but I'm not attracted to anyone's BO. I'm attracted to your cologne. Yeah. Or deodorant. Right. Cologne or deodorant. But ultimately, it's not necessarily being attracted to it. It's supposed to be a subconscious thing. It's how the pheromones work. It's not like you smell it like a cologne that you're like, oh, that smells great. Yeah. It's like you don't necessarily smell anything, but subconsciously your brain works as this is a ready available partner, maybe. I don't know. You know, in the animal kingdom, they have their natural pheromones that they do. Totally. Okay. So what are your thoughts on... First of all, what are your thoughts on vabbing? I just gave my thoughts. My thoughts on vabbing. 
I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, it could be very disgusting with someone that doesn't practice good personal hygiene. But even, okay, wait, hold on. If you, even if, I, like, okay, I have the best hygiene in the flipping world, unless I'm really lazy and I don't shower every single day. But even so, I'm clean. I don't stink. I know that I don't. Yeah, unless we're in Joshua Tree. <laughs> Touche. Unless we're just out camping and stuff. But I think, like, I don't have body hair, really, and I I don't sweat a whole lot. So I think that I don't really have body odor like some other people that I you know, know. And I know that's a normal thing. I'm not sort of trashing anyone for that as long as you have good hygiene, like you said. But even so, with the most impeccable hygiene, would you? how would you feel if you knew that like I masturbated and then, or even just stuck my fingers down there and then rubbed it all over myself before I went out in public? Uh, well, so... It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's definitely gross. I mean, because that should be when, if you're, if someone's mouth, like someone kissing wise, you know, if you get a kiss on the cheek, if I'm kissing someone on the cheek, I'm not thinking I'm going to potentially be putting my mouth on their vagina at the same time, essentially, or some... <laughs> it's like you got a, tricked into going down on them in a way. <laughs> right. You're, you're going to hate this word, but some secretion. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. my favorite word. Yeah. Not a good one. But, or their moistness. They're spreading their moistness from. <laughs> Do you know how pissed off I would be if a dude like rubbed his own semen on himself for cologne and then I. Oh, I think it, like ball sweat is more of a, uh, more, you know, <laughs> a similar thing than semen. But we're not talking about vagina sweat. We're talking about vagina fluids, right, but there's, vagina uh, I mean, fluids. There's always something there, even if you're not, if you didn't come, you're not like putting your, you know, post orgasms. Uh, How would you feel if the girl you were dating or your sister, perhaps you have two sisters and you were like, oh, they're even, like, oh, we're vabbing now. No, 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 no. That don't changed even. everything, huh? Inappropriate. Okay. How would you feel if your girlfriend did it or the girl you were dating or the girl you were hooking up with? And she was like, yeah, I'm super into vabbing. If I was already in, I would probably immediately say, huh, that's interesting, would be my immediate response. And then I'd say, you know what? doesn't matter if we're already this far, you know. That's fair. I mean, if any of my girlfriends told me that they were doing this, I would be like, you are batshit crazy. Go yeah. take a shower. Yeah, fair. That's just how I feel. And I don't understand the pheromone part of it. So what I, what, a story I wanted to tell you, Luke, that I haven't told you before when we were talking about this vabbing thing, it brought up a memory for me. Back in the day, I don't know if they still do this, but I used to go to sex toy parties. It was kind of yeah. like pure romance, I like think Mary is one of the Kay buildings. and Avon, and then it was like candle parties, and then sex toy parties. Once I was in my like early twenties, and I remember very specifically there was this stuff that was supposed to be like pheromone enhancers, and it was like this essential oil that you would put on, and we all the girls in the room would put on the same one, and we would all smell so differently. I remember mine smelled like a lot like watermelon and another girl would smell like a different fruit or another one would be like more floral and it was the exact same bottle. And I thought that was really interesting. I should look into that a bit, huh. but the exact same stuff. It's so supposed I, to bring out like your, I don't think, I don't know if my natural pheromones smell like watermelon, but that's, that's what that oil did to me. That would be lovely if it does because <laughs> watermelon is yeah, my favorite fruit, but true. I think that goes right along with it. I didn't, wasn't aware that that existed, yeah, the pheromone like, enhancer, but I think that goes right along with it because maybe that's enough to make it so you can actually smell it. But the whole idea I think behind this is that it's a subconscious thing. Okay. That's my take on it. I'm not, not an expert, but that's my understanding. Okay. I mean, I just don't want vagina juices anywhere but the bedroom or wherever, you know, there's wherever you're having sex, essentially. Right. I'm good on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, since we were kind of talking about fruit, something else just came to mind. 
I think this is kind of true. I don't know like the scientific facts behind it, but like if you eat like pineapple before or like certain fruits or certain foods oh. before someone goes down on you or you have oral sex. Yeah, absolutely. That it's so. supposed to like shift the flavor of it and make it like sweeter. Right. And I believe that has been proven. So eating okay. pineapple, say you're going getting a, if a man's getting a blowjob mm-hmm. to completion and it's going to go into BJTC, BJTC, right? And anyway, if there's going to be taste on the other end of that, yeah. My understanding is there are certain specific things that can make it taste more bitter or foul and certain things that can make it taste more sweeter and less foul, like cigarettes, coffee, Ugh. certain things like that can make it more offensive and things like pineapple, potentially other fruits. Pineapple is the only one that stands out to me. It's one yeah, I heard, heard forever and actually it's been tested. It, it has been tested. Yeah, it's been tested. We both tested the pineapple. Yeah. And I think it, it I mean, I haven't tasted it, but my feedback <laughs> is that, uh, yeah. That's so interesting about like coffee and cigarettes. I mean, I think in general, obviously we know that cigarettes are gross. Um, coffee is pretty awesome, but the, yeah, the taste, the smell in general can be slightly repulsive right coffee stains your teeth too Mm -hmm. yeah and as someone who smoked for way too many years thank god that i quit i wonder if that affected it i've never had a problem getting a guy to hook up with me but now i'm like oh my god was it that like did it affect them uh i mean have you ever gone down on a smoker hmm that's a good question i'm i'm very turned off by smokers for me personally like so heavily turned off that I would say most likely not, not that I can think of. Unless it was like some weird one night stand in college that you don't really remember or something. Right. But I probably wouldn't have gone down on her. Yeah. Not like that. That's so interesting. So then when it comes to vabbing, like if you eat a bunch of pineapple and then you vab, is that better? I'd be curious to to do some research on it reverse. does, Does it shift the scent though when you eat pineapple or is it just the taste? Oh, so, okay. Here's another thing on diet. What do you think about this? I know that I have experienced and read that, well, I read after I experienced it because I didn't know what was going on, but eating a lot of garlic and onions can make a vagina smell more foul. Like the garlic can kind of come through. Well, I love garlic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's true in your experience? Uh, I guess I don't know for sure, but there was a, hookup years ago. Well, it wasn't the first time. It was like we had had sex a few times. And this one particular time I'm like, why does it smell like garlic and spaghetti when we're having sex? (laughs) Not, not, not exaggerating at all. I'm like, this is just, it it was specifically spaghetti. I was smelling. I'm like, this is the weirdest. It reminded you of Italian food. (laughs) Yes. This is the weirdest thing I've ever experienced smell wise during sex. I mean, there's been some less pleasant smelling vaginas sure and there's been some that smell like nothing and then some that you know anyway yeah uh but this, was this one person was this person a girlfriend or just like a, a reg, like a regular hookup type person a regular hookup for a couple months if it were your girlfriend do you think that you would ever tell her if it weren't that is a tricky subject tell her if it weren't like if it, or, oh if it doesn't if, mm-hmm. i think you hope you're in a communication level that you'd bring it up in a more if you have both have a general understanding of things like what we're talking about right. to some degree, then you could safely bring up, Hey, what'd you eat last night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or without offending. Yeah. Without or... offending. Have you been eating a lot of garlic to say, well, I just know there was a little more smell than usual when we were having sex. Oh, not like, I'm not just like trying to think like how that would make me feel. I guess if it were like my boyfriend with wonderful communication and knowing that there was no 
like insult you know, added yeah. to this Whereas, like, insult and injury, essentially. Yeah, can you imagine if he just oh, get, gets off of on top of you or whatever, finishes, mm-hmm. and, and turns around and says, your vagina stinks today. I think I'd castrate him, to be honest. Right then and there? Get some fucking manners, bro. You yeah. are so lucky you got anywhere near my vagina, and you never will again, because it is now sewn up with super glue. It's like, <laughs> closed right up. Oh, that is a tricky... Hmm. We'll have to get into because that later. I, I know that there are plenty of brash guys out there. I don't know specifically that of a person that has done that, but it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, that's really interesting. I guess it is all about communication, though. Yeah. Which we'll talk about so much more during this podcast, sexual communication, relationship communication. But yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, does pineapple make vabbing smell better or, you know... Right. Are there other fruits? Mm. We should we should kind of dive into that another yeah. day. Well, let's segue right now into just colognes and perfumes and how important that is when you're single. Well, some people don't like, you know. S- sure, some people, but I think it is kind of in generally accepted that that's the the way someone smells is like the second most attractive thing. First is how they look, oh. is what you see, and then if you if there's a smell associated with that, can in you know quickly increase. Sometimes there's no smell. I don't always wear cologne, but I think having a cologne that smells good is a very, it can quickly increase the attraction. Yeah. As long as you're, you don't smell like a bathroom attendant at like a strip club. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not getting my cologne from those little machines that spray it out at you. Yeah. That's these not, guys don't do no, that. No, no. Just, just wear deodorant, you know, right. you can't, you don't have to afford the good stuff, but some good old spice, old spice is really nice. Yeah. Deodorant. Yeah. yeah. But if you want perfume, I recommend going to a place that specializes in it, smelling a bunch of different ones, figuring out what you like. If you have a partner, obviously get their take on it. If you're single, just get one that you enjoy smelling because yeah, that'll you're just like adding a little, little more sexy to the yeah, relationship. Exactly. I like that. I mean, pleasant smells are pleasant smells like fresh cut grass in the Midwest. Like mm-hmm. uh, for when you first cut a watermelon in half, the, the way it can fill the room. And for those of us that aren't vegetarians, the smell of bacon, <laughs> smell of bacon cooking in the morning. Come on. I think everyone loves that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's something that I don't hate. Oh, there we go. But I feel like my bacon smells just like it. You know, my bacon bacon. But I, I get what you mean. And yeah, and I think right when you are going to like go on a first date with someone or even if it's casual hookup, I, I've i never really thought about how scent affects the chemistry and attraction. Okay, so put yourself in a position where let's just say you haven't had sex in a little while. Um, maybe you had a friend with benefits that kind of they got in a relationship or something and they moved on. You look kind of looking for someone else, mm-hmm. right? Put yourself in that position. When where you I'm are, not looking for a boyfriend. I don't want to date at all. I just want to Correct. Hook up. Say you're at, fresh out of a relationship or so in, engrossed in your career or whatever it may be that you are not actively seeking a relationship because you know the commitment that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But you still want to be, you like sex because sex is fun, right? I love sex, yeah. Yeah. People we should, both do. Yeah. People should enjoy sex. Anyway, how's your preparation look when you're going out? Are you putting on perfume if you're trying to attract someone else? Yeah. I, I think I would be like very well scaped. And yeah, it, it more so not for the other person, but like because when I look better and I put effort into it, I feel better. Yeah, look like good, I feel, feel good, attractive. play good. Right. So I, that adds confidence. For me, when I'm single, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but it worked really well for my confidence. Fresh sheets, like right before I go out, I'm washing my sheets and I've got my bed done up so nice and that confidence mm-hmm. when I'm going out. If I'm thinking I'm bringing someone back, I'm like, they're going to be impressed. I might even put some cologne on the pillow. So when Ooh. they... Oh. Yeah, 
That's nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you are just going to hook up with someone, do you, I guess, how does that conversation sort of happen from a guy's perspective? Because as much as I think there's too much empathy versus slut shaming, which we can get into later, at the same time, I think that it is a bit more socially acceptable for a woman to just say, and I'll speak for myself, for me to just like look at one of my dude friends or a guy I want to hook up with and just say, just so you know, I do not want a boyfriend. I only want to hook up with you. But is it like as acceptable for a guy? Because I don't know how I'd feel. I mean, I guess at my age, I'm, and because of my vulnerability and my honesty, but I feel like a lot of girls, women would be like offended if a guy came to them and said, look, I don't want a relationship. I just want to hook up. Yeah, I think for guys, anyway, with my experience, yeah. it's it's more what you do, how you act initially, because if you do hook up on the first date, you know, the follow up, do you first date and maybe not even first date, maybe just meet somebody mm-hmm. at a at a show, at a game, at a bar, at the, you know, wherever it is, you end up back or at a party, at a friend's party, some friend of a friend shows up there, you meet mm-hmm. up, everyone's been drinking, you crash together. Anyway, I think that's a morning conversation. I don't think that's brought up before you hook up if it's that sort of thing. Now, if you'd been talking ahead of time and like put in this time and effort getting to know each other before a first date, going to a first date, you better be clear beforehand. That's a good point. That's how I see it. Because women, well, I'll speak again for myself, ladies, but me and my friends for the most part, I think that we, I know that the way to my vagina is through my heart. Like, yes, there's physical attraction and all of that and making out and hooking up and foreplay, but mostly it's like compliment me, open the door for me, like touch my face when you're kissing me, like, you know, have some tact and like be a gentleman. Be a gentleman. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like buy me dinner and then slap my ass. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Chivalry's not dead. Right. Entirely. Even if you have to fake it a little bit, if it's something that feels unnatural, just do it. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Girls are going to like it. If they they hesitate to get out of the car and you just stand there waiting for them, you're an idiot for not grabbing the door. Come on. Yeah. Like just have some awareness. Man up a little bit. Man up, have some awareness. They appreciate it. And guess what? If it's someone you're seeing, say you've been dating for a while and it's not something you do all the time. Guess what? You're probably getting laid that night. If if you're not having sex all the time because you're in a long-term relationship, Going out of your way just a little bit like that, doing something slightly different is all it takes sometimes to turn on yeah. your partner. You were just making my, my wheels are turning right now that I, you know me and I'm so curious about the male psychology of all of this. Do you think in your experience or from your guy friends, right, having a consistent friend with benefits, like someone that you, whether it's you, you guys call it a booty call or your platonic friends, but you really like to hook up. Do you think that that is easy to do without it becoming complicated? No, not at all. First of all. And second of all, I don't think that the word platonic can be used if you're hooking up. But you're just friends with benefits. You're platonic friends and you fuck. I think platonic means you're not doing anything. Not fucking. Not fucking either. I think that means you are just friends. There's nothing physical happening. There's nothing relationship wise happening beyond friendship. But uh, for me personally, if there's any attraction that I'm going to want to explore it, like Mm -hmm. if there's already, if there's enough physical attraction to have sex, well, at this point in my life, I did have a few, quite a few years in my 20s where I'm self-described emotionally unavailable, where I was never looking for a relationship. I was fairly clear on that. You know, if I hooked up, stayed at her place, I was leaving in the morning. I wasn't up making breakfast. I wasn't going out to get mimosas. I wasn't doing those sorts of, you know, things. And also I turned the other way after sex. I'm not trying to Ugh. cuddle and snuggle up. Ouch. Well, okay, maybe for 10 seconds, but I'm not sleeping like that because <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not... 
uh, it's not worth it. Ugh, I feel like that would, and maybe it's just because I'm so, I feel all my feelings so hard, but I feel like that would like crush me. Unless it were just like my dude friend that I was like, yo, come over, let's bang. This is fun. Okay, see you later. Bye. Like I had one of those for a minute and I felt zero emotion toward him and we were just homies. But for the most part, I personally don't know if I could handle that. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's also just setting a boundary. That you don't even sleep together, like actually sleep together. You have sex and oh, you leave. Yeah. If you never sleep together and you never ha- run into that. That's a, that's a very good point. So it really is just like communication and doing it in the most honest but polite way so you're not you're just aware that the other person is a human being and has feelings and a past yeah set the boundaries if it doesn't work it doesn't work don't get caught up to the next don't get yeah exactly don't get caught up on one person if it doesn't work then it doesn't work so in your emotionally unavailable years and i love that you're like so self-aware to know that do you think that was an age thing for you or what what do you think that that was like And were you aware during that time? I didn't, I knew that I didn't want a relationship. I'd have days where I would think, okay, it could be nice to have somebody around. But ultimately I was working multiple jobs, trying to get a startup business going. It was like work hard, play hard, sleep when I can kind of thing. And so it wasn't like having been in a relationship, I knew the time. So that's the other thing is I'd been in a long term relationship that was my high school sweetheart previous to that and that did take literally took years for me to totally get over mm. and we were very in love and just you know Your go, first love too right? yeah first love and getting through that I focused on work and ambition and everything and knew that knew that a relationship wasn't going to fit into my life but obviously being in my 20s I also was an athlete and being if you're athletic or gym going, you typically have to higher testosterone. I can't speak for everybody because I'm sure there are plenty of people that don't work out that are also crazy horny all the time. <laughs> like it's, I mean, it happens, but for me specifically, it's like, how much, how much do I want to masturbate and how, when, how, you know, when does masturbating get old? How do I find somebody finding somebody at that point being one of my jobs was at a restaurant. Wasn't too difficult. Pretty easy. It as we pretty know. Easy. Yeah. In my experience too, I made a whole career about, you know, hooking up with guys I worked with. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but it is easy when you work in, in a position like that, because about just hooking up with friends and hooking up with coworkers, which is like a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down later, but that's just because you don't have time to meet anybody really. Right. And that there are other jobs that fall into that jobs that, you know, if you're on call 24 seven, you spend 10 plus hours a day in the office, you get home and you're exhausted. The people you talk to are your coworkers. And so some relationships come out of that hookups come out of that. You just hope that at least I would hope that the communication would be good enough that it wouldn't ruin someone's job at the same time. Like someone feel like they couldn't even be around the other person if it didn't work out. Mm, that's also a very good point. Okay. So I know you very well and I'm wrapping my head around like all of these different facts of the way you are, which I think a lot of guys would relate to all the things that you're saying, but yet I'm still sort of left with, I think what I can't wrap my brain around is when you're emotionally unavailable or when you're just looking for a hookup, what if you really click with someone? Are you going to then push that away because you've made this choice for yourself that you do not want that? Like, will you just sort of put your foot down, even if you feel a connection where you're actually like feeling feelings or catching feelings a little bit, liking someone, would you still put your foot down and say, Nope, shutting it off. Just want to hook up. 
So I think men's personalities are different for me. I have been. Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, for me, I can be, I can be very stubborn, very, very stubborn to where I have my mind made up and nothing's going to change it. You're a Taurus. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So that specifically with me, yes, I have pushed away times when there was a connection because I did not prioritize relationship. I knew, you know, where I was going, knew what my ambitions were, knew what my, not necessarily my whole schedule was, but I knew what my priorities were and it wasn't high enough my priorities to allow it to be, yeah, to give in or to allow it to become a thing that maybe could have. But, you know, if you believe you trust the universe, things happen for a reason. If it's actually supposed to happen, it'll come back when you're at the right space or it won't. Yeah, because I'm trying to think like in all of my dating history and all of my relationship past, I feel like at least anything that was in my adult life, I've really only had sort of one experience like that because I tend to jump from relationship to relationship. I love human connection. I like getting to know people. I like the emotion that is with that. But to attest to sort of what you're saying from a female perspective, when I got out of um, two boyfriends ago, I got out of my like almost four year relationship. I was like at the height of, I feel like thus far in my life, the height of my career. I had a show. I was writing my book. My book was picked up by a publisher. I had a wine line. I had a clothing line. I have, but I had all of these things. I just bought my house and I really prioritized all of those things as well as my friendships over being with anybody. And I truly, truly did not want, I was not jaded. I wasn't cynical. My relationship with the last guy didn't end really shitty. It was the, maybe the only time I've, one of the only times I've broken up with someone, but I really did prioritize myself, my happiness and my work. And when I met someone and had sort of like a fun hookup with a friends with benefit He tried for months, like three straight months before we ended up dating. And I just kept saying, I'm sorry, no, I don't want to be your girlfriend. Like you honestly have a 0% chance of ever dating me, but this is so much fun. Like, dude, why wouldn't you want what I'm giving you? I'm going out with you. We're going out on, I guess, dates. We're going to bars. We're going to restaurants. We're going to concerts. But basically I'm calling him in the middle of the day where he has like a sort of office at home job. And I'm saying, come over on your lunch break and let's have sex. Literally the best of all worlds. Like, why would someone not be like, wow, is this girl for real? This is the best thing in the entire world. I mean, okay. And I was, you know, I was exclusively only hooking up with him. So I really didn't understand what the fucking problem was. But eventually we got to a point where he said, if you were seriously going to tell me that there's a 0% chance, this isn't what I want for my future. And I'm tired of trying with you because this is bullshit. And it felt like it was a lot of pressure for me. So luckily all it took was me being like, okay, fine. You have a 3% chance. And he was like, I, but still it was just all this pressure. And eventually I, I truly don't think in hindsight, even though that breakup went really fucking shitty, I don't think that I gave in because of the pressure. I think I finally just sat back and went, okay, he's like funny at the time, (laughs) funny and nice and makes me feel special. Why am I, am I being jaded? Am I being cynical? Well, hold on a second. So I dated him. Let's back up a little okay. because that same relationship I, we have personally talked about mm-hmm. on a number of occasions. So you're leaving out a big part of why you justify dating him. Okay. You want, well, why you, want... you think, yeah, oh, no, it's you're not right. Just you're me. right. You're it's right. not just me. Interesting. You, you chose to date him, which is, I think can be a male or female 
you know, way to make decisions, but you wanted to date him because you thought he was good for you. You thought he was, he was the things that you weren't, that you were going to pick up these things. He was going to make you better in a way. And I think ultimately that was more your justification Mm, because at least when we've talked about it, that's the way you kind of expressed it to me. You're right. So that's why I just wonder like how, how people can just successfully have hookup buddies that never turn into anything else and then okay let's say it does work like it works for both of you well then what if you fall for someone else and you decide you want to start dating someone else is that an easy conversation to have with your hookup buddy or will feelings get hurt feelings will probably get hurt but or is it an ego that gets hurt Mm. like you don't have sex with me anymore like fuck that or is it feelings I don't know. I'm asking because I'm not totally sure. For me, it's all all about feelings. I'd say probably feelings, especially if you are if you are hooking up exclusively. If you're communicating on a daily basis, you're kind of basically dating, even though you're not putting a label <laughs> on it. If you're if you're already doing all those things, if you're communicating on a daily basis, the successful friends with benefits I've had, there's not really chit chat. Like it's basically just got home from the bar. You want to come over? Okay, cool. Yeah. You're not like on the phone all day, texting all day. Yeah. All day or not all day. There's just not daily, even daily communication. You hook up on Saturday, whatever. Cool. Leave in the morning. Two weeks later, one person hits up the other person. It's like, yeah. And you go for it. And that's how only way I've had a successful, in my mind, friend with benefits relationship that Mm -hmm. no one got hurt because there was never any tease of a relationship. It was Mm -hmm. like the communication wasn't all there. I mean, and and one side can kind of keep control of that, keep control essentially by keeping things short in other conversations and chit chat. Don't ask about their siblings or their best friends and don't try to, or if they're dating anyone else or if they like anyone else. Exactly. Just, Just use protection and Keep it what it is. If that's really what you want, then keep it what it is. If you start... Protect your penis, protect your vagina, and protect your heart. Yeah, protect your heart, protect your feelings, because emotional pain is one of the worst pains you can possibly experience. I mean, it's the longest lasting in my experience. Oh, hell's bells, yeah. Let's go back to just the hooking up part, right? So we know, like, if you have a friend, friends with benefits, you already know this person, you met them through a friend. What if you meet someone out that you don't know? Or... What if even you're on a dating app or it's a blind date or a a setup of some sort, right? And you both are well aware this is, we just want to hook up. We can be buddies or hook up, right? Like this is very aware, but you've not yet met this person and you meet. What if you don't have any chemistry? What if you're like, yeah, they're attractive. I already saw their photo, but you meet, you know, you actually are at a restaurant together or wherever you are. And you're just like, man, I'm not feeling it. What do you do? I personally sent a very attractive, very, very attractive girl home that I actually put in some work. She was a bartender at a place I frequented and talked and it all our flirty, just being flirty and, you know, jokes and everything at the bar. She, you know, eventually comes back to my place after work and it's just us at the house and the conversation sucked so bad. It felt like I'd rather watch paint dry and couldn't even bring myself to try to kiss her and where beforehand. But did she try to hook up with you i mean i feel like if you're back at your your place or her place or whatever no we didn't sit down on a couch close enough to each other like it was we were sitting you didn't basically you just didn't give it the opportunity because you were so not interested because there was nothing beyond physical attraction yeah it was so dull that i i wasn't stimulated mentally I, mentally i wasn't stimulated at all so for, for me i'm sure i can't speak for all men at, you know at the same time when yeah, i was it's like it's, sometimes as a whole a whole 
at the same time, so when I, <laughs> when I was younger, with the less buildup, I felt like there was so much buildup that there was the complete lack of mental con connection was such a letdown that it pushed it away. Whereas if I had met her in a scenario, like you said, let's say it was a setup, like, hey... Yeah, either like, like a dating app or a blind date of some sort, but like, here's my friend, you want to, she thinks you're hot, this yeah. is her photo. Yeah, let me set this this scene up. Let's say a friend of mine knows that, let's say I haven't had sex, you know, I'm single, haven't had had trouble meeting people, haven't had sex in a month or so, and there's a mutual friend or this friend's girlfriend or someone else hears in the conversations like, oh, just a random name, Stacy, my friend, you know, hasn't been laid in a while either. And she was thinking this, you guys are both attractive. You guys should probably just hook up. And it's like, cool. If she's down, I'm down kind of break the ice, get the ball rolling again. And you know, the whole dating scene, if that is kind of understood beforehand, we're probably going to just go out for drinks. And if conversation starts to lull, you just say, want to come back. And you immediately like as soon as you come in the door, you, you start just making out. Know. Yeah. yeah, you immediately go for it. That was my first. Yeah, well, you know the story, but in one of my past relationships, like right after I became single, and I kind of was like over it emotionally enough to be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna meet someone and make out with someone. That was really where my mo went. I'm never. I'm typically not like I want to go bang a stranger, but I was like, I just want a guy to tell me I'm pretty and make out with me and like boost my self esteem. And I got hooked up from a friend, like a friend of a friend. And we went and had drinks and we had already been texting all day. So I was like, okay, he's pretty funny. And like, I know at least we'll have cool conversation and hopefully like we'll make out. And I made it very clear in a text. Like, I just want you to make out with me. I just got out of a relationship. He too had just gotten out of a relationship. So we were very much on the same page. So we did and we slept together and he kept texting me for the next couple of days. And I was not you know, in that part of town and I had plans. And so after like two or three days of texting, like, come back, oh, come on, just come over here, like 2 a.m., you know, all that shit. And I was like, sorry, bro, I'm not, I'm not around. But like, yeah, like Sunday or Monday, like, let's do it. And then he just started ghosting me. And that really bothered me because we had an understanding and we hooked up one time. So just say you moved on or say you found someone else or just, just like be honest with me, don't ghost me. And it was like a few more days later, he finally was honest with me, but then I get this like goddamn paragraph like, Hey, I probably should have been more clear. Like I definitely didn't have a girlfriend when we hooked up, but there was this girl that, you know, I've just been really vibing with. And after I had like a three hour conversation with her last night, I've really realized that like, she's the one I want to date. Like, dude, I don't fucking care. I don't need your sob story about like how you fell in love just now. Just grow a pair of balls and just tell me we had a great time, but I actually like started talking to someone and I don't feel right hooking up with more than one person. And that was it. And I'm not like mad at him for it. Didn't hurt my feelings. Barely know the guy. But I just thought the approach was fairly childish. The ghosting approach. Right. And ghosting is becoming a little too socially acceptable, I think. I mean, I don't know which generation you'd blame for that. If it's the Zillennials or the, you know, yeah, the Gen Z, folks. Gen Z, whatever. But are you, are you a millennial? I'm millennial. Okay. Yeah. 91. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there within your story. Cause it was something that I felt, I felt like we were both on the same page as far as like the hookup, no big deal. A friend of a friend, there was attraction. We knew what we were both getting into. And honestly, I didn't even really want to see him again, unless it was just a hookup. Like I didn't look at him and what he did for a living and all of that and be like, man, we could probably date. I was like, nah. 
And he had a great job. Great guy. Cool dude. Just like, no. And I also didn't want a boyfriend. I knew that. I was insulted by the ghosting. Right. And maybe it's because I'm I'm psychologically diving into my own shit. In hindsight, I think it was because I just got out of a relationship with someone who really hurt my feelings a lot. So all I wanted from this guy was like a self-esteem boost and like a good lay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when it kind of hurt my self-esteem and hurt my confidence that he was wouldn't even text me back. I think that's like what fucked with me. Yeah. You were just in a vulnerable, vulnerable spot in my opinion, but I'd, I'd say still, even with that, the boundaries that I set in the past, when I've had a successful hookup, fuck buddy, friends with benefit, whatever you were crossing them immediately, still texting every day. Mm. If that's all you really wanted. And if that's all he really wanted, you don't talk every day. Mm-hmm. It is the 2 a.m. text. And you say he ghosted you, not responding for a couple days. I My terminology, I'd say that you got left on red for a couple days. You didn't get ghosted. Getting ghosted means you never hear from him again. Okay. He gave you an explanation. He left you on red for a couple days. That would well, be my take for, on we it. We had plans, and then he was, like, ghosting me all day that day. And then I got, like, probably for, like, I don't know, 10 hours or something. And then I get a text, like, oh, I was surfing this morning. But, like, now I feel sick. I hope it's not COVID. I really don't feel well. you were surfing this morning and now you don't feel well, even though I knew you were hungover last because last night you were texting me at 2 a.m. So it just felt like these dumb excuses. And then I stopped giving a shit. But then I didn't hear from him again for like three or probably like three or four more days. And then I get this like giant paragraph of like some dumb story that I just don't care. Good for you. You find your person. Right. I, I don't care. Okay. And we've never talked since. We still follow each other on Instagram and like, I don't want to be rude, but I really don't want to follow him anymore. But he's a nice enough guy. Listen, you need to normalize it not being rude to unfollow someone on social media. People follow thousands of other people and one follower is not going to make or break somebody's ability to be an influencer or what make, you know, but no, he was like, well, we should still be friends. And in my mind, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I bet your new girlfriend's going to like that the last girl you banged, you still want to have a friendship with. He probably just said that to not make me feel bad, right? Right. Because yeah. I don't want to be For a sure. friend. So, so answer me this. Yep. I know you're saying it sucked a few days without him messaging you it back. It just hurt my ego. Really. Right. Okay. So what if he never did? What if you never got a response from him? How long would that have lingered with you? Because in my not mind, that's what real ghosting is. Not very long because I didn't really know him. So were you already at the point? Where if he didn't text you that day, were you going to stop thinking about him, put him out of the way? Or was it going to be another week of, I can't believe this guy's still like, that's so shitty, blah, blah, blah. And then this in the back of your mind, kind of hanging there, making you kind of doubt yourself, you know, working your, hurting your self-confidence versus him coming to within a couple of days and saying, Hey, it's not going to work. Okay. So because he did tell me that it was very easy for me to move forward and just go, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And had he not, I think it would have taken the next person that gave me attention because I think I would have been in my own head about what's wrong with me. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The actual problem with ghosting is, and that's why I would call, wouldn't call what he did ghosting. Okay. I've been left on red for a day or two. And if it's someone I'm really into, it's like, fuck what's going on. You know, you get in your head about it and then you get that relief that comes over you when they finally do message you back. Mm Mm-hmm. But ghosting, it fucks with you. And people should not. I think it's extremely rude and selfish and just grow a pair of balls. Yeah, it's so immature. It's immature. Just say just say it. Like, if, <laughs> what, like you're going to hurt feelings possibly either way. But at least give this person, the other person, enough respect. Respect and just don't, you're messing with their psyche. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's why I asked you that question. Yeah. How long, how long would that have worn on you if he never gave, if he never responded? Longer than him saying it 
after a couple of days. Yes. See, so yes. that's that's my point in this. Okay, that's a fairly good point. Um, Luke, I want to sort of wrap this up a little bit by kind of going back to what we first started talking about, not vabbing, but just you and I were talking before we started recording this about like different sex trends or like things you say about sex and you brought up urban dictionary. Yeah. Urban dictionary is kind of fun. Like why did that pop into your brain? But I think Uh, this is going to be really fun. It popped into my brain because in college, you know, we're young and immature and think these funny names and these funny sexual things, like some pretty gross, really gross stuff (laughs) out there. But you know, there's weird fetishes and we're, we're kind of like nicknames and acronyms and just, right, and just whatever for sexy, yeah, na- not sexy, not sexy. So really gross. The stuff. opposite of sexy. Yeah, yeah but uh, we we kind of want to be unfiltered here. That is true. We are very unfiltered here. We want something that's possibly going to make you cringe. I mean, we don't want you to turn it off, but we want you to be like, nope, didn't need to know that. <laughs> I will just say too. So I don't just so you guys know, I do not know any of these urban dictionary terms that Luke is about to bring up. He is going to read some urban dictionary terms and ask me if I know what they mean or if I could guess what I think it means. Yeah. Right. So Kristen is going to give her best guess on a definition oh for the term that I present. And then I will give the actual definition. And didn't we realize that urban dictionaries essentially like Wikipedia, anybody can. Yes. People can add. Just so submit. it takes me some time to scroll through everything, but for <laughs> me to find something that one, I believe could be a term and two makes me snicker or laugh. Yeah, You were, you, know? you were very giggly. You were like a yeah. giggly little girl. It's kind of like when you go to a bar and someone's like, I'll have a fruity pebble snicker shot. And you're like, what is that? They're like, I don't right. know. So you just make it like a right color. You just make it up. These are like right. urban dictionary terms that you, people just make them up for right. the most part. All right, off we go. I'll do my best. Okay. I'm going to come out the gate. Oh, boy. With hibble bottom. Hibble bottom. H-I-B-B-L-E. B-O-D-U-M. Oh, it's one word. Not one like word. bottom. Hibble bottom. Bottom. Hibble bottom. What the flying fuck? It sounds like a Harry Potter term. It does, like, doesn't it? It's, yeah. And I don't, you know me, like, I hate. Y'all just so you know, like I despise like all things fantasy, like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, never seen any of them. Hibblebottom. Hibblebottom. Fuck. B-O-D-U-M. Hibblebottom. This is a sexual term? Yes. It sounds like something I don't ever want to do. I feel like it just reminds me of like beads of semen like dripping down your chin or something. Like dribble, hibble. I'm okay. going I'm going with sexual fluids dripping in beads down your chin face or body. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my final answer. Thanks for the visual. You're welcome. The uh, Urban Dictionary definition of hibblebottom says to closely watch a vagina while it is getting rammed with an unnatural object. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we're talking, these are some weird fucked up people that like my emergency surgeon friends have to deal with. Like when people shove like bottles up their vajay or their butthole or like hairbrushes, like guys don't do that. Be responsible. Get a, you know, a dildo, a penis, a strap on, just anything natural. I think that's natural. Yeah. I mean, is dildo considered an unnatural? I mean, I guess it's not a I mean, finger it's, it's, that's what or it's a made for. tongue. No, it's what's made for. I think unnatural, Correct. when I think of that, I think of uh, like a, a cucumber. Cube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where I was going with it. <laughs> Jinx. Okay, well, listen, I'm giving my best guesses, guys. <laughs> Don't All right, judge me. It, it's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable right. to have beads of no, fluid. It's adorable to hear where your imagination okay. goes with these. <laughs> All right, let's go. Next one. Hit All right. 
Here's the giggle. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next term is the Dirty Wilbur. The Dirty Wilbur. Wilbur reminds me of the pig from Charlotte's Web. That is the pig's name. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Okay. So a dirty pig. Oh, this is going to be fucking gross, isn't it? Does this have to do with feces? No, but okay, it, this God. is... This one may so be So it laugh. has to be something like, is it degrading? That's my only other question. I don't even answer. The Dirty Wilbur. It sounds like something that I've seen in a porn before that like wanted to make me throw up where they had like a girl on a leash and she was like eating like dog food or something or like something out of a trough. So I feel like it's going to be something degrading in that manner. Something about a trough of like, I feel like it's a, a trough of like semen or like it's not feces. Thank God. Dirty pig, a dirty pig or rolling around, like rolling around and like cum or something. That's my final answer. Okay, final answer, a woman rolling around in cum. Or drinking it out of a trough. Or drinking cum from a trough. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're giving me uh, these nasty terms, and I'm trying to think of the grossest shit I've ever seen or heard of. Okay, the Dirty Wilbur is the sexual act of squatting down over your partner's chest, inserting their nipple into your anus, and farting loudly. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have really cute boobs and nipples, but like how in the hell is my nipple going to fit in a butthole? It's not. It's like not even possible. It would be so difficult. And why would I want you to fart on my tit? People are into weird stuff. I don't know. Like you walk out of a room when you fart like a gentleman. Jesus Christ. What is wrong? Who does these things? If you guys have done these things, DM me because like Jesus Christ, I need to know what the hell's wrong with you. Do you want to hear it used in a sentence? Yes, please. Wait, do we have origin and use it in a sentence? <laughs> I don't have the origin. Thank God. I don't want to know who made this up and where they're it says from. It's by Pootie Tang X. Anyway, used in a sentence. Rebecca sighed desperately. Please, Douglas, bequeath me with a dirty Wilbur upon my bosom and make this grandma's dream come true. Oh, my God. Oh, is that from like literatica? <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh, it's so Lord. funny. All right. Hit me with the last one. Okay. Last one is... Is this the worst one? Uh, I had an alternate, but this isn't... Okay. Mm, the one Just I was going to go is the worst one. Anyway, uh, Dirty Beck. Dirty Beck. I mean, when I think of Beck, I think of the singer, so I hope it doesn't have anything to do with him. And that's a Beck, like Becking... Like, no, it's like Beck. No. B-E-C. Dirty oh. Beck. B-E-C. Oh, like Becca or Rebecca. So they're like naming it after someone that they already know. So therefore, I could never guess this in a million years. Probably. Okay, Becky with the good hair coming in a girl's hair. Final answer. Final answer. Okay, pretty far like off. On purpose. Okay. Well, you know. It's all right. Hey, I, I appreciate the effort and the Thank creativity. You. So the dirty back is the art, the art, they say, the, the art <laughs> of dribbling cum out of your nose after a blowjob. I mean, that's a craft for sure. If you were that in tune with your sinus cavities that you could get it in your mouth and shoot it out your nose, it's you like, should probably be in the circus. It's like the, uh, you know, someone makes you shoot water out your nose and you laugh while you're taking a drink. Yeah, but this person's doing it on purpose. Yeah, somehow they've got that figured Would out. Would you want a dirty back? Would you want to see me snotting come out of my nose once I did a BJTC? No. Is that considered no, no, no. spitting rather than swallowing? <laughs> I don't know. It's called, it's actually blowing your nose. Snotting. <laughs> snotting. So we have spitting, yeah. swallowing, and snotting. It sounds painful and it back. sounds like you would just smell it and taste it forever. To be totally honest, the oh, only God. way I see this happening. Did this happen to you? 
No, oh. no, no, no. But the only way, like when I imagine this, it would be by accident where it was like a choke or a gag after, like right when you came to where it was like shot it up in your nose and it, and it dribbled oh, out. No. I would laugh hysterically to be honest with you if i if i was ever on the the other side of that and saw that happen i wouldn't blame you for puking i'd still be laughing what would you do if it happened to you (laughs) right it wouldn't that was a great place to wrap up on the dirty back the old dirty back let's end it on a sexy note i hope everyone's having a lot of sex this week and if it's not sex then i hope you are in love and if you're not in love i hope you're you know just doing you masturbate Love yourself. Love yourself. Love someone else. Be happy. Go outside. Get go out. Go outside and have sex. <laughs> I mean, if yeah, Get kudos to nature. you if you can do it. But I just think people need more sun exposure sometimes. Get outside. Okay. We thanks for listening, guys, and we cannot wait to talk to you next week. Peace. Peace and love. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Love you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.